0: Quarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, my daughter, number one best-selling author and co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour on the Ramsey Networks, a very popular, fun, and funny podcast. With George Camel, uh, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Nicholas is in St. Louis. Hi, Nicholas. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. You?
0: Better than I deserve. What's up?
1: Very good. Hi, yes. Um, I just wanted to call in. Um, so I wanted to get your opinion on a question I had. Um, okay. So we make about, well, my fiance and I, um, she's a stay-at-home mother. I work out of the house. I make about $50,000 a year. Um, we have about $11,000 in our loan debt, about $9,000 in other debt, like credit cards. Um, and we have a baby. He's eight months old and we have another baby on the way.
0: When are you getting married?
1: Um, at the beginning of next year. Yeah.
0: Why? Of 2024. Um, why not, yest- why not yesterday?
1: <laughs> um, I think we're just nervous with the, like, the insurance, because right now she's getting insurance, um, a separate insurance than I am, and we're just kind of nervous there with uh, how much it might cost us if she goes on our insurance.
0: Don't be nervous. Go find out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we haven't asked a whole lot of questions um, in regards to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we need to do that.
0: Well, you, you, okay, go ahead how can we help? Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So right now we're, we're currently renting from her, um, from her grandmother. Um, and we started to look at some apartments, um, locally today, um, the past couple of weeks actually. And whenever her grandmother found out about this, um, she offered us the house that we're currently living in. It's worth $250,000 for $150,000. So she's offering it to us for a hundred thousand dollars less than the uh, market value, and I'm just curious um, if we should take that offer and what would be the best approach to that.
0: No, you should no. not buy houses with people that you're not married to, under okay. well, under any late- circumstances.
1: Okay, okay, this would be like later on, um, middle of next year,
0: oh. I would say. Why?
1: Yeah. Why um, saving up for a down payment?
0: Okay. So here yeah. here here's what I would do. Okay. Yes. Um in, in terms of the structure of that deal, I would offer to rent it from her for 3 years with an okay. option to purchase it for $150,000 in okay. writing. In writing. In writing. Okay. So if she dies, your crazy uncle doesn't try to undo the deal. That makes sense how did i know you okay. had a crazy uncle but anyway yeah so um <laughs> but the uh, you see what i'm saying so yeah in writing yeah. and then you go get married get yourself out of debt get an emergency mm-hmm. fund in place go check the insurance this week quit using that as an excuse with a baby on the way okay and let's find out what's going on. I want you to be responsible. And, and 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 if the insurance gives you really crazy news, and you stick with your plan, fine. But um, but you need to be act, you need to be making major life decisions from facts, not feelings. That makes sense. So go, go get the facts, decide when we're getting married sooner rather than later is better for the kids, for the finances, for everything. Then we lean in, knock out the debt, build an emergency fund, build a down payment. And then we execute on the option, meaning we go ahead and purchase this wonderful deal. I assume your soon to be wife wants to live in this house.
1: Yes, yeah. This has been her uh, dream for a long time. It's her grandmother, um, is that
2: right? Yeah, Nicholas. Yeah, it's
1: her gra- Yeah, it's her grandmother. Oh, so I thought it was hers. In this
0: house. Oh, so no, it's not your crazy uncle. It's her crazy uncle. It's her crazy uncle. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, in writing, and if you want to get real thorough, you would record the option at the courthouse. Okay. Which keeps title from being transferred. Okay. Because you now have a cloud on the title. They have to talk to you first. That's a very, that's a very thorough way. Uh, I don't know if I'd go quite that far, but it's not the end of the world to do that. That would be a very professional uh, business way to, to transact this. Yep. But yeah, don't close on this house while you're broke, single, engaged kids. That's All what this. I was
2: going to say. Just make sure you do this in order, Nicholas. You guys, you're getting married paying off debt pay off your own debt in the process as of now uh work on that and then once you guys have savings you're married everything then yep purchase the home i think it's great and man, i would um it it makes things a lot less complicated in many regards if you guys know you're together if you know that she's the one yeah to get married and obviously she's expecting so you don't want to i understand not wanting to mess with insurance but um Yeah. yeah be looking
0: Aside from Nicholas, this is just interesting, and it's good for me to point this out. Dr. John Deloney and I were talking about this on the air the other day here on the show. Uh, now today, more people live together that aren't married than are married in America. And so uh, that we've had this demographic shift on this issue. Professor Bill Galston, President Clinton's domestic policy advisor, a senior fellow at Brookings, Brookings Institute, explained The interesting poverty statistics, if you graduate from high school, marry before having a child and have a child after age 20, only 8% of the people who do those three things will end up being poor, while 79% who fail to do those three things end up being poor. Statistically. Wow. Same thing. Uh, 97% of millennials who follow the success sequence, different piece of re- research, here's the success sequence, first, earn at least a high school diploma, two, get a job and work, three, get married before having children, will not be poor as they enter their mid-30s. 97% of the people who follow that will not be poor mm. as they h- enter into their mid-30s. And so the success sequence, doing things in order, you said. Right. That's what popped this research into my mind. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, it's very. It, it sounds like it's old-fashioned values or moralistic Bible thumping or something like that. But there's data that says that people that don't do things in the right order have a bigger struggle. Yeah. Ninety-seven percent of those who follow the success sequence will not be in poverty in their 30s. Wow. Let me tell you what it was again. Least a high school diploma, get a job, marry before having kids. That's the success sequence. The other piece was marry before having a child, graduate from high school, and have a child after age 20. Only 8% of the people who do so Mm -hmm. will be poor. 79% who fail to do those three will be poor.
3: Mm.
0: Eight out of 10. So, I mean... The, you know, So coach yourself up, coach your kids up, coach your niece and nephew up, whatever it is. This stuff matters because it has consequences all through. These are not standalone compartmentalized decisions. They affect your money, they affect your career, they affect your health, they affect everything. There's a reason for this stuff. This is The Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past. But a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co host today. And uh, one of our favorite people in the world dropped by to hang out for a couple of segments. Dr. Meg Meeker, author of the book Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, is where I met you many, many years ago. Uh, That book was a huge bestseller. And uh, we told all of America about it and made sure it continued to be a huge bestseller because I just love the concept of how important dads are uh, in a culture where dads are not respected anymore and it's getting weirder and weirder and all this kind of stuff so she's going to hang out with us here uh all kinds of fun stuff going on in the whole fatherhood space isn't there Meg?
3: Well there is and a lot of things are changing and shifting and that's why I'm really gearing up I'm serious now about helping dads because no one else is doing it and I really believe we're coming into what I call the new era of fatherhood and I'm writing about that We've had a convergence of three things. Um, Dads have been gutted, and I'm I'm done with that. Um, You know, depression and anxiety in kids is skyrocketing, and I see that. And then finally, kids are getting bombarded with insane messages, Mm. and they're being hurt. They're so confused. Even the Surgeon General finally came out and said, oh, guess what, people? Social media is bad for kids. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? And so... I'm a strong believer that dads are the answer to so many of these things, but they don't know it. Mm. So that's when you say what I uh,
0: for for somebody, who's just we've got a huge segment of our audience is brand new in the last few months. Uh, when you say fatherhood or dads have been gutted that was your first point talk Mm -hmm. about what you mean by that
3: oh sure um you know and i have seen it and you probably have too with the rise of feminism you know we said women are important push men aside and then we said women can do it all push them farther aside and then we finally got to a point it's like we don't even need dads to have children you know we've sort of pushed them away we have taught dads they're not necessary. We've taught them that we don't need them financially. We've taught them that moms can meet all of their kids' needs. Um, and now, what we've seen is fathers have left, and now we're seeing men in general just being bashed to pieces. You know, if I hear, you know, white supremacy and all this, you know, anti masculine talk. Um, and men feel it and, and know it, and I think it's really time to say, oh, enough is enough. Because w- what I see in kids is I see the way kids see their dads. And if dads could see themselves the way their kids see them, they'd realize mm. that kids look at their dads and see pure gold in there, and they want it, and dads have no idea.
2: Mm. That's powerful, because they do. They play such a role. As a mom, I play, it. you know, I have a voice in my kid's life that's different than Winston's, and Winston has a voice in our kid's life that is different so talk talk about you know what is that for for a dad that feels like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm working seventy hours a week, I'm exhausted, my kids are in two sports, we're running, we're gunning, we're doing this life mm-hmm. um just to so the average dad out there, like what kind of encouragement when you say when you say like your kids when they look at their dads they see oh, gold yeah. mm-hmm. um you know what inc- what are things that are just like tactically that you're like yeah the average dad out there that's mm-hmm. that's doing
3: life and mm-hmm. trying to be great right like i mean like that there's not working really hard yeah, yeah. and yeah um, and
0: everybody's telling them they're not yeah
3: exactly everyone's telling them they're not you know doing a good job well i le- work with a lot of you know um intense men high-powered, driven, and what I tell them about is there are basically three three things your kids need, affection, attention, and affirmation, and acceptance as well, Um, but, but they need touchdown moments. They don't need to spend long chunks of time with their kids, but focusing on their kids and giving them attention here and there, Bedtime. You walk in a room. Put your phone down. Mm-hmm. You know how much more attention you could give your kids. You just put your phone down. Yes, yes. Spend a lot of time on emails, and when you see your kids, touch them, hug them, look at them in the face, um, and you know. And when you see them do something great, character. When you see good character, mm-hmm. affirm that. Mm-hmm. And so you can fit all of these things in and around a very busy schedule, and and get your kids to where you want them to be mm-hmm. so what is engage what's the best way
2: when it comes to engaging your kids how mm-hmm. much do you lean on i'm getting really tactical here meg but like how much do you lean on like actually <laughs> physically playing how much of it is sitting down and being like i just want to hear how you are exactly and, and emotionally attaching to your kids yeah. Yeah. because i feel like that that's a real big part that's something even winston and i talk about a lot with our three little ones is like Winston is he's such a great dad but he's like I, and he's like I just want to know I want to know who they are where they're at mm-hmm. and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk to them and they will tell you stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Even at 8 5 years old like they will talk. So how important is the run and gun the fun and also balance with like I actually want to know what's going on inside of you and where you're at and and be there with you. Yeah.
3: Well, first of all, it depends on the age of a child. An 8-year-old can't look at you and tell you how they feel. They just, they can't articulate. And they don't even know how they feel. Um, But this is something you could do. You're sitting in the kitchen, you're doing, or I'm sorry, your child's sitting in the kitchen doing their homework, you're in the living room and you say, hey, come here, just for 10 minutes, take a break. I just haven't talked to you all week. How Mm. are things? Just ask them some simple questions. Let them answer, don't say a word. Mm. And then they'll go back to what they're doing. Let your kids know you like their company and they'll talk if you're going on a saturday morning to change the oil in your car ask them to go along um it, you know if you go to the grocery store ask them to just come and just say I, I just want to talk to you and it's in those moments that you hear from them and you figure out what they're thinking and feeling mm.
0: so is the antithesis of that what has caused this uh, rates of depression and anxiety to skyrocket yes there's disconnect
3: Disconnect. And here's what's happening. It's, you know, it's kind of like a perfect storm. Families are living as autonomous beings under the same roof. Kids live in a very separate world from their parents. Mm-hmm. They do things on the internet, social media, their parents have no idea about. Their parents are on their screens doing their things. And there's really no connection there because kids have learned to interact with people socially very differently than you and I did. And the way they've uh, been taught to interact is not real. It's not satisfying. They're lonely. And that's why depression mm. is going up because there's no sitting down, talking with dad, looking him in the eye, having dinner and saying, you know, how's that buddy of yours at school that was doing so badly? Talk to me about that.
0: Yeah, so net-net, Facebook friends aren't real friends. No. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Dr. Meg Meeker is our guest this hour. She's been a frequent appearance on the uh, Smart Conference with us over the years. Uh, New York Times bestseller many times over. Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters was one of those. Uh, currently, the New Era of Fatherhood video course is available now at MeekerParenting.com. Meeker, M-E-E-K-E-R, Parenting. Dot com. You can also check out live coaching calls with, for dads there. And on June twenty second, there's a free live coaching webinar. Talk about that.
3: Oh, that's going to be fun. Um, it's it's talks about how your childhood affects your being a dad.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Sure.
3: <laughs> you say oh yeah, but it's absolutely true because what you learned as a kid, what you experienced as a boy, or didn't, or didn't. Exactly, carries into how you parent in a way it drives your parenting. Mm-hmm. But dads don't know that. You know, if they had a bad relationship with mom, they have a hard time being close to their daughter, showing affection. And they know they want to, but they don't know why they want to. A lot of things they want to do in parenting, and they don't know why they can't. So let's rewind a little bit. So I'm going to be talking about that. I'm going to be taking calls. And I'm really excited about the live coaching that I'm going to be doing Um for dads on an ongoing basis to groups so good yeah and and that's what i love i love you know being on zoom calls with dads and just answering questions
0: can you can you stay one more segment yeah all right let's keep talking about this i want to hear about this uh four things any father can do to make dramatic changes in their child's life from probably the world's leading expert on that subject sitting here with us you don't want to miss this this is real stuff right here on The Ramsey Show. Dr. Meg Meeker, the website is meekerparenting.com, author of the book Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, talking about how dad's presence and dad's engagement, uh, all the things that it does. uh, the, The fatherhood crisis that we have can be tied to a lot of societal crises as well in america and, and it's not just a physical absence and not just a divorce it's not that it, it, it's this devaluing mm-hmm. of the position of fatherhood that you've been so concerned about over the whole years that we've known you i mean yeah. well, you and i've been doing this together like 20 years yeah. i think now mm-hmm. uh and so uh live coaching calls with dads at com available june 22nd uh just a few days away there'll be a free uh, one week away there'll be a free live coaching webinar how to experience how your experiences as a son drive your parenting as a dad. Uh Meg and MeekerParenting.com, the New Era of Fatherhood video course available now. Uh, pick up that book and uh the the latest version of that you did was Hero Dad. Mm hmm. Is that what it's called? Yes. Hero and you dad? wrote the introduction. Yeah. yeah. And uh oh, I did write the intro. You yeah, did. or the forward or whatever you call it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you call it, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I just uh from the very first time I read Strong Fathers, and that's got to be 20 years ago, mm-hmm. um, my daughters were already grown, but I started recognizing immediately uh, what you were saying there, that the statistics of a confident woman mm-hmm. being associated with having a strong relationship with her dad, uh, a competent yep. grown woman, mm-hmm. completing education, completing tasks, entering into a successful marriage and all that, had a strong connection, a strong relationship with their dad, and it, and it just started building value in fatherhood like no one I had ever seen you. You were the first one I ever saw do
3: that. Thanks. Well, one of the things that I do is I take fathers behind their kids' eyes. So I, I help them see themselves as their kids see them, and that's very different. You know, there are a lot of people writing and saying, do this, do this, do this. But I believe once you understand how your kids see you. Parenting is a lot different. It's more challenging, but it's simple, but any dad can do it. Because once a dad realizes that their kid sees them as bigger than life, like Mm. I said, the man who has pure gold that they need, and they want to extract a little piece here and there, it's transformative. And, and that's what I'm really committing the, the next se- segment of my professional life is in teaching, encouraging, inspiring dads how to be to their kids who their kids want them to be. Wouldn't you have loved it if somebody came along, Dave, and said to your mom and dad, this is how Dave sees you and this is what he wants for you? Mm. He wants from you? I mean, it would be wonderful. You know, because then then they would just del- hopefully deliver what you needed.
0: Yeah, is a different thing. Okay, doing four things. Any father can make dramatic changes in their kid's life, regardless of the kid's age. What are the four things, and is that really true?
3: Of course it's true. I wouldn't have written it. <laughs> is that a trick question? <laughs> One of the things that I've done as a physician is I research the heck out of everything I write because we're under a lot of scrutiny. And they're they're very um, politically incorrect, which I love. The first one is you need to lead. You need to be the leader. Um, And a lot of mothers, a lot of women in homes hate that because to them, the word leadership connotes, I'm just going to steamroll over you. No, 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 no. Leading your kids well means being that great example of how to control yourself, how to be kind, how to make hard decisions, how to make life at home um, make sense, how to help their kids when they're faced with tough decisions like you know the gender identity, the sexuality thing. Dads are the ones who really make that, um, who really help, who really influence their daughters in having a healthy sexuality and gender. Um, the other one is to be the stabilizer in the home. We never talk about that. Mm. Dads are the ones who can walk into chaos, and they can diffuse the volatility. They cause everybody to pause, and then they regroup and finish the lesson. I'll never forget, Dave, one of the things that you told me that I thought was amazing, and you can corroborate this or not, Rachel, <laughs> is
0: that
3: whenever I you had to reprimand your kids and they cry, you go back into their room, and you'd bring them a wet washcloth. Yes. Reconciliation, yep. Mm-hmm. That's stabilizing. Mm -hmm. You go into a situation which is volatile, uncomfortable, then you take a pause, she goes to bed, and then you regroup and you close the problem. And so many dads don't know how to do that. And that's how you stabilize a family. Mm
0: -hmm. So lead, stabilize, number three is?
3: Engage. And a lot of dads don't know how to engage. And so I walk them through that. And by the way, this course is easy, simple, it's all videos, Ten minutes long. Do this, 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 and you're home free. Do this, 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 and then the last one is remain tenderhearted. And again, these—if you can even get two of these right—you're you're almost home free because this is what your kids need, and you begin to deliver that to kids, particularly in this day and age when kids don't know how to have. Healthy communication, yeah. healthy relationships, because they're they're on social media all the time and they believe healthy relationships are done over text or through social media and it Or, or them, likes or follows. It's it likes or follows and it leaves them so empty. So that's why I believe if we can encourage and teach dad just to move in a little bit, they're home free. Their kids will succeed. It's simple. It's not that hard. Any dad can do it. And that's why I'm going to be starting live coaching calls with dads where I talk about a topic and then I answer questions and I love it.
2: So good. So Meg, what would you say to the dad that says, yeah, well, my teenager, whenever I do try to engage or move forward, they, they walk away, they reject, and mm-hmm. they don't want, it's like they don't want any part. they're a teenager but that doesn't mean that they really don't want you
3: no and that's here's the thing the snarkier the teenager they're more they're screaming dad 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 please come near yeah here's the problem dads are sensitive and when their teenage daughter looks like looks at them like get away you creepy person dads take it personally Mm -hmm. it's not about dads it's about the kid feeling so badly about themselves Mm -hmm. that's the problem perfect opportunity for a dad to gently move and ask questions sit and listen 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 and you'll be amazed how much closer you get to your daughter it's
0: great one of the pieces of research i read on this uh 35 years ago probably uh rachel was a baby was uh we were working with teenagers at the church and there's a guy named josh mcdowell was doing a bunch of writing on it and he said uh Be sure to teach your dads, as your daughters move into teenage years, you will either give them hugs or someone else
3: will. Exactly. Exactly. They're going
0: to fill the void.
3: And that's exactly why they need that attention, eye to eye. They need affection. Hug them, touch them. But that's just when dads pull away because they become afraid of their teenage girls. How many times do you hear somebody say, oh, the teenage years, oh, it's going to be terrible. Don't say that. Mm-hmm. The teenage years can be some of the most fun. Yeah. And 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 just to affirm good character, you know, treat your kids as though they're the person you want them to be. It's mm. good, Meg. If you want them to have integrity, say, I am so proud of the integrity you showed here. I'm so proud of the courage you have showed here. Don't affirm, you know, all their sports and that kind of stuff. Affirm great character. Mm-hmm. They will grow up to be that person. It's really I good really good
0: yeah celebrate that uh, and celebrating the we at the opportunity this last weekend with everybody together the whole family seven grandkids 15 dogs it felt like there were only four but they were everywhere <laughs> yeah. and um you know and and food flying everywhere it was just it was a wild Thing. But I mean, we get the opportunity to stop and celebrate uh, one of Rachel's, just one coolest camper at the VBS thing. And so we're like, hey, let's watch the video of her getting that. And everybody gathered around her little chest was sticking out. You it was so cool. Bet.
3: You bet. Because you're there to clap for her and say, you go, girl. Yep. You, you can be this strong woman. And right. strength looks like this. And that But that, that, that
0: award that. was based on character. Exactly. So not getting an A or scoring a B.
3: No, or
2: being the, yep, yep. yep. That said, kids. Meg Meeker, failure. you're amazing, amazing. So again, you guys, meekerparenting.com for all resources. Thanks, Meg. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: We love you, Meg. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Our scripture of the day, 1 John three seventeen. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, How does God's love abide in him? Audrey Hepburn said, Giving is living. If you stop wanting to give, there's nothing more to live for. Very cool. Hey, folks, finding a high-quality real estate agent can be tough. It can even be tougher when you're trying to find one in another city or even another state. If you're relocating, you already got your hands full. You need a pro in your corner, and we, for years, have vetted... Our endorsed local providers, our ELPs, and they're high-performing, really strong, excellent real estate agents. We call them Ramsey Trusted because our team trusts them. Yeah, they're trusted. People trust them. Get it? Ramsey Trusted. Yeah, they're all over the U.S., and no matter where you are or where you're going, they're the top in the business, and they're going to take great care of you. They didn't get their license last week, and they're not your Uncle Charlie or some doofus at the church. They're really people that know things going on in the real estate business. They've got a proven track record of selling and helping people buy bunches and bunches and bunches of houses over a long period of time. RamseySolutions.com/agents. RamseySolutions.com/agents. Alex is with us in Chicago. Hey, Alex, welcome to the Ramsey Show.
4: Hey, Ramsey, how are you doing?
0: Great, man. How can we
4: help? So uh, I'm in a little situation in which I was hoping to get both your opinions on. Uh, I'm currently 22 years old. Uh, I work full-time as a data scientist. I own a business, and I'm currently getting my master's degree in computer science. And um, the situation I'm in right now is I'm unable to have full capacity in each three of those things in my graduate program, my in my work and in my business with that in mind, I kind of want to drop one of those or two of those and focus on the other two full time. order so I could fully reach my full potential, either my job or my graduate school or my business with that in mind, I was wondering which of those three you think I should drop.
2: How much are you making in your, in your business, the business that you own?
4: So the we recently started making profit. We're currently profiting about twenty to twenty-seven thousand dollars a month. Divide that by two because I have a partner. Okay. So I'm making about ten to thirteen and a half a month.
2: And how much are you making in your
4: full-time job? Seventy thousand plus ten k bonus.
2: Okay.
0: A year. A year, yeah. And you're making one hundred and thirty thousand on your business. Twice that.
4: Uh, yeah, a little, a little over. Yeah. And, uh, so the thing is, is like, it's a new business. So it's still a little shaky right now. Like it, it, if it hits the fan tomorrow, like the business could close and like,
0: okay. When yeah. you're 32, 10 years from now, what is going to get you to where you want to be?
4: So realistically speaking, I'm by 30 or mid thirties. I kind of want to be financially free in a way in which I could do what I want without having to look at the uh, without having to pay my bills or worried to pay my bills
0: okay I, I'm you know, I'm saying you obviously are in the computer world you're obviously in the technology world yeah. uh, a master's in information systems a uh, you, you've, uh, your side hustle is that and your day job is that so what do you want to be doing when you're 32
4: by 32, I really want to expand this business and kind of just be a full time business owner. Uh, what is the
0: what is business?
4: So, the business is we consult uh, companies on best ways to connect with gaming influencers, but we do that in a very data, we're very heavy on data compared to our competitors, mm-hmm. and that's what separates us
0: you understand that won't be in existence when you're 32 oh <laughs> I mean I did not think about that yeah I mean four years ago that didn't exist right don't you think I mean you're you're I in mean, a, you're, you're on the cutting edge of all these things you the the, the rate of change now are you going to be in information systems yeah but I mean is it going to be doing that oh absolutely not I mean you know a decade ago think about what we, we were barely getting what we were
2: there's a lot of opportunity coming. Yeah, I mean, up, there, what, there's yeah.
0: you, the rate of change in your world is is blinding. Constant. So all you got to do is ride the wave of change and be owning something that is consulting something in that digital world. And I think you've got the brains to do it. After talking to you, you're obviously very bright,
2: Alex. For your graduate program, do you feel like your degree is going to significantly change your income, your opportunities?
4: Uh, in regards to day jobs, so in the world of data science, a lot of people in there that are in a really high position usually go to extremely well-known schools mm-hmm. or have a master's degree in statistics, computer science, or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I really want to, like, ignore the business aside, just focusing on my job, it's best for me in a long run to get a master's degree. Yeah, but you,
0: you don't want to work for those companies. You want to own your own thing when you're 32, you said.
4: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I guess like a job is like more of like yeah. a backup plan yeah. per se.
0: I mean, there, there's a lot of there's no real wrong answer here. You could dial all three back some, and keep doing them all three. You could drop the day job pretty easy as long as you can keep the cash flowing on the on the side hustle, and finish up your masters and then continue your entrepreneurial, uh, you know, growth and and you know your product lines are just going to iterate over a decade in your world. Um, and, and, I mean, data science has become uh, uh, front and center. Any company that is, not, uh, uh, it is not, in, not concentrating on the management and analysis of data is going to be out of business in the next five years. It's too front and center to make all of your digital everything work. I mean, everything we do with YouTube, uh, Google Analytics, uh, all of our spotify connections everything we're doing what you're doing there with the, in the gaming world but we're watching influencers and watching what our stuff does what works and what doesn't and uh, and then so we don't you know it's not accidental and and so we've got data scientists in the building here that are helping us crunch so those numbers and take us there so Alex
2: you, oh put them put them back
0: on oops okay all right
2: uh how much do, how much um do you have left in your graduate program
4: so my graduate program finishes next August. Uh, the tuition is about $60,000, but I have money from the business purely set aside. My progress in the business so far is I set that aside to pay off my full tuition, but I'll graduate debt-free.
2: Okay, so you have one more year left, basically, of school to get your master's. And then you're
0: 22. Go finish it. I yeah.
2: would finish it, yeah. So I would focus on that. Um, and honestly, Alex, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm like, your business is doing great, So I almost would put more time and effort into that. You're making more money there. And God forbid, everything hits the fan. Do you feel like you have enough connections and all of that to go get another job if you needed to making 70?
0: In 20 minutes.
2: Well, I think I would say that's, I I assume yes. Would you say that's correct, Alex?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I networked
4: heavy in my undergrad, so I could definitely find another job. So
2: what I would, yeah, so I almost would, if you, yeah, I would finish the degree and work on your own business and again if something happens in six nine ten months and the business fails you can go get another job um so yeah that that's where eileen alex when you're asking if if you should drop one or two which one would you drop i would drop that one right now but i would finish that degree because that's going to be even more marketable for you after you have that if the job if your business goes yeah you know, something happens yeah i'm, you're I'm not have a even master's. i'm not even
0: worried about using the masters to get the job i think finishing the masters will put the tools in your belt that'll help you become the successful entrepreneur you want to be because i think you're actually learning things that are usable they have utilitarian value and so um yeah, I think that I think it's good education.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a good education in a good field, and I, I would lean into it. And
2: and it's helpful in the job market, though, when you have that. You're more marketable with that, oh, like he was saying. Yeah, so and, and, in do. that
0: world, yes, he's right. With mm-hmm. the, in the data world, I, I don't disagree. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to be working for I think he's a decade yeah. for someone else in a data yep. science position. Yep. I think he's going to be doing other stuff. Yep, that's so, great. But But anyway, could be wrong. So, hey, good luck with that, brother. Thank you for for calling calling in. I don't know that we're of any help at all, but we try. (laughs) It's what we do. Good show, Rachel. Well done, Austin, Ben, James, Zach, Andrew, Will, everybody in there. Good work, good work. The booth dudes are at it again. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus.
2: Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.